Beyond the Ranch with Jay Gannon from Find the Ranch. Welcome to Beyond the Wrench. My name is Jake Ennen, and today I am really, really excited to welcome my friend Tiffany Sherado to the program. Uh, Tiffany comes to us from Lifetime Transmissions and from the women. I, I want to make sure I don't screw up the name, Tiffany. Amazing Women in Automotive Group. Yes, I, I got it. I got it right there, right? Yes, you got it right. <laughs> all right, all right. So, welcome to the program, Tiffany. I, I've had. Uh, a couple conversations with you in general. I, I think what I'm most looking forward to in terms of getting you on the podcast is one, I think people are going to learn that you've got a pretty awesome personality. You're really fun to talk to. So this podcast will be really, really easy to do. And Thank you. Some of the cool stuff that you're working on because you've got some some pretty awesome stuff. And uh, I, as I'm learning more about it, I'm, I'm just... Uh, flabbergasted by by the initiative that you have in how you're driving this. So kudos to you. Uh, I'm really, really excited to uh, to get rolling with you today. Thank you. I appreciate you giving us the time and the, you know, the opportunity to let everybody know what's going on with Amazing Women in Automotive because it is fairly new. So any publicity is really, really appreciated. Thank you. <laughs> that, that's great. So let's start by your your background, right? How, how did you get to this point in your life? So my dad has always worked on cars and owned automotive shops. So in essence, I pretty much grew up in and around an automotive shop. Um, I was never pushed in the direction of going into the automotive industry. Um, I I went to school for business. Um, I thought I wanted to be a dolphin trainer at one point. Went to SeaWorld and studied there for a while. So uh, I've always kind of done whatever my heart has pulled me to do. Um, But in 2013, I was working for a nonprofit called Head Start, which is a federal program, very different from a public uh, small business. And I had left them to go help my dad because his shop just, it couldn't grow anymore with just him. He needed some help. So I took over the office uh, and we went from a four bay transmission shop to a 10 bay facility that we built. Um, It only took us about a year to double the profits with both of us there. So that really goes to show just adding one person that you can get to help you at your shop, just letting go of a, a little bit of that stuff that as shop owners, we don't want to let go of because <laughs> it's so hard. You know, I mean, everybody talks about that. And then when you finally do it, you see how much more you can get done. And so that's kind of where he was at, you know, in a place that a lot of shop owners find themselves. And then from there, I remember telling him, you know, I really think you need to go to one of these seminars. Uh, being a transmission shop, the Atra Expo is really big for us. And they were big when I was in Head Start. We'd always, every year, we would go to a seminar to get educated on all the new stuff that was happening. And I had been reading the magazines he was getting at the shop. And I'm like, I think you should check it out. So he finally went and he came back and he had this list of all these things he wanted to get done. He was so excited about it. <laughs> so I was, I was really happy that he was that open-minded and decided to do that. You know, because a, a lot of shop owners go through that. Well, uh, you know, if, if I leave, then I'm not working. I'm not making money. It's, it's that mindset, you know, you're working for the business and not on it. And it's hard to step away. But with me there, he was finally able to do that because he felt like, okay, I can be gone a few days and, and it'll be all right. 
so he did that. Uh, he met Malin there. That was the first time he had met him and a couple of other um, guys that are higher up in the transmission world. And uh, we decided to get a business coach through Malin. And so that's kind of how Malin and I met. Now, Malin is over ESI. They're out of California. They're a business coaching group. And he had come up to help us put on a seminar with the local high schools and tech colleges here in Oklahoma. Volunteered his time, very passionate about the industry. Anything he can do to just make the industry better, he's all for it. So we were so appreciative of that. All we had to do was pay for his hotel and airfare. And he came up here and he did three, I believe it was three, three or four um, trainings for these young people. Yeah. So, I mean, he really went above and beyond what you could possibly ask somebody to do. At that time when he was visiting, he was working on a program, Amazing Women in Automotive, because he had felt like there was this need out there for women in our industry to connect. Because of course, you know, like you've talked about on many of your podcasts and uh, blogs that there's just, I think, I think the last numbers you had put out was like 10%. And the automotive industry is a huge industry, one of the largest industries that we have. And to just be that low, you know, what is it? Because women can be really successful in our industry. Um, And much like a lot of the ladies said, on the women in automotive group that you guys did last month. Um, The industry is very welcoming. We want them here. So I think it's about creating a pathway to get them here, to let them know that there's places for them here, um, to show them how to get here. Technicians, women can do really well uh, being a technician because they're so detail oriented. And that's such a difficult field to get into the electronics and diagnostics. So where sometimes maybe they can't put in transmissions. I mean, we have a lot of equipment, but that's still pretty, you know, I'm only five, six. That's, that's tough, you know, to try to do that. I I wouldn't even attempt it. Um, You know, there, there may be some women that are more macho than me and would probably do it, but I'm (laughs) I'm not even going to (laughs) try, but things like electronic diagnostics, um, they can do really well in. It's hard to find a good service advisor as a shop. So if you can get a young woman who understands some of that, she can do really well, you know, in that area. Shop owners, um, I think it was Shop Magazine that had done an article about boss ladies. And there was a number of really successful shop owners in there. I think there's a couple of them in my group. Um, In fact, that I joined the group that were in that article. So I'm, I'm pretty proud of that, that we're getting those kind of women that are taking this interest. But um, originally a young woman named Dory had, had started AWIA with Malin and it started right around the time of COVID. That's when he had came up here just before everything stopped, you know, we totally came to a halt. Um, And it really became a group of women who were supporting each other through PPP and trying to get loans done. And they were all across the country. Uh, There's California, Buffalo, New York, uh, North Carolina. You know, there's a number of us from the South, just everywhere. How how are you getting this? What are you doing to apply? And it just, it it really grew and blossomed into something great because it's very difficult to find help. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was just wonderful. Well, Dory's heart was pulling her in a different direction. Um, So she had contacted me one day and she's like, look, 
I really feel like you have some good ideas. I'm wanting to step back, but Malin needs somebody in that position. But before I approach him about it, I just wanted to make sure it's okay with you. And I'm like, well, you know, and then I had talked to you shortly after that. And I thought maybe I need to do that. So I said, let's give it a shot and see where it goes. And, you know, from our conversations and moving on, we've decided to take it nonprofit, which is where I came from originally. Um, so I'm putting together a board for that, an advisory board. So I'm, I'm really excited. And I think it's just, it's really going to become something great for the industry. We're focusing right now, um, what I had discussed with you on bringing together like the high school with a mentor that's already been in the business, other females that they can reach out to. Um, so that's kind of where we're at at the moment. Uh, but I've gotten a lot of feedback with your uh, school connect program that right. has been really great. So if anybody out there is, is, has been looking at the school connect, definitely get on there. It's been a great resource for us to be able to connect with the schools and the students and they need a lot of help, but they can only get things done if, if we're there to help them. So yeah, definitely get out there and, and do that. I, the, the coolest part is just seeing this kind of this thing that you started talking about really evolve and yeah. and as you're starting to get the word out there and showing and you know we did the round table that you you talked about and even for me it opened my eyes in so many directions in, in terms of things that we could do as an industry to make it more welcoming to women and make it more um, I don't even want to say socially accepted, but really just like embrace the fact that there's some really, really smart women out there that can, can just knock it out of the ballpark, regardless of what position you put them in. Right. And that, I mean, we had on the round table, for those of you that weren't able to make it, we had a, a kind of a diverse group of, we had a, a couple shop owners, we had somebody from mm -hmm. the manufacturer side, and we had a, a technician. And some of the insights they shared in terms of like little things that I wouldn't have even thought about, which I, I think uh, the young lady that was uh, the tech that was on, on the program, she, she brought up like women's locker rooms and like mm -hmm. um, some of the things that are trying to accommodate and uniforms. I thought that was such a mind shattering thing that I hadn't thought about is how about you make, uniforms more flattering for women and in my mind I'm like that could go for guys <laughs> right but, but you know I think just they seem to be that, getting better but they are, they are over they the are. years but I you know I think there was so much value in the conversation and talking about it and that's what you're doing you know with that amazing women in automotive the focus of getting really smart women in the same room to talk about these things and, and even have like sounding boards for each other and that that networking to you know show that you know what you're running a business in Oklahoma you're not alone there's a lot of the same problems in New York or mm -hmm. Chicago or wherever it, it is you, some of the things that you're fighting and, so, and honestly some of the advantages you have as a woman in the workplace and just like you said the organizational skills and some of the things that are are really, really important to running a, a, a good business and, and working in a business and being able to diagnose. I mean, what's maybe the number one tech that people look for are good diagnostic techs. Mm -hmm. 
if we're cutting out 50% of the, the general population because people don't think they can do it, women don't think, you know, if they don't, if we're not opening our arms to them, we're really doing ourselves a disservice. I mean, there's some really talented women out there. Right. And I think it goes back to, and I, and I believe one of the women on your round table had mentioned, you know, just not knowing that that was an opportunity for her. You know, if she hadn't had a relative who said, Hey, come over here and, and try this apprenticeship that Ford Motor Company has going. She probably wouldn't even, it wouldn't even have been top of mind for her. So changing who we're trying to recruit, where our, our focus is in, at the high school level, maybe even in the eighth grade level, um, things like this. One of the things that we did last week, uh, there is a teeny tiny little town called Porter, Oklahoma. They're famous for peaches, but they don't really have in the middle school homeroom moms and things like that. But they like to have food and drinks when they do their state testing. So they were looking for donations for that. So, I mean, you're talking about probably 40 kids. It's, it's a tiny little school. So we went and got snacks and drinks and things like that and just told the teachers, hey, you know, let the kiddos know who where this is from uh let them know that we wanted them to know we would love to have them in the automotive industry if they ever want to come visit our facility or see how we work on transmissions or work on cars you know tell them just to give us a call so just getting out there when they're really young and putting that little you know hey i'm out here in their mind so when they start looking because that's about the time that they're gearing up to go okay do i want to go to college um, you know, what electives am I going to pick in high school? What electives am I going to pick in college? Uh, and if you're not there when they're looking and applying and their parents are saying, oh, I want you to become a doctor or a lawyer, you know, you're just going to get skipped over. And I think that's what's happened in our industry for a long time is we just, we stopped growing our own and we stopped recruiting. And then we've kind of made ourselves a mess. Yeah, I I 100% agree. And even when you, when you talk to like, when you go that in depth with um, you know, when you're talking to maybe an eighth grader or uh, a freshman in high school, it's sometimes at that point is trying to convince the parents as well. Right. Like that, you know, why, why is my little girl going to go work on cars and, you know, trying to break it down in that it's not, the same industry that maybe it was when you grew up and that there's a lot of things that have changed a lot of things that are just changing at such a rapid pace right now that if you're good and talented there's going to be a ton of opportunities regardless of race sex anything like it's like there there's just so many opportunities right now and for a young woman coming into this industry I think the, the world's are oyster, you know, like there's, there's just so much there. Right. And you're absolutely right about the, the parent issue that we have in the automotive industry. When we sat down with our public school system, with the administrators over there trying to set up a mentor program or like an, an after school work program with them, that was one of their main complaints. You know, we set up these STEM or career fairs and, and we try to get the tech schools and things involved and the parents are like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really know about that. So that was part of the reason we brought Maylin in and we did most of the presentations in the evening. We had food so that the parent could be there too. Oh, and awesome. and it, it was really great. And the stuff that he showed, the little electronics, 
um, what some of these cars can do. One of the things he mentioned was there was, um, I think it was Toyota was coming out with a vehicle where you could put your hands on the steering wheel and it could tell uh, if you were sober or not. They had, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, the things that they're testing and coming out with, it's just, it would blow your mind. It's just not like it used to be. You, I mean, if you worked for the electronic hybrid companies like Tesla, you don't even need to get dirty. There's no fluid to worry about on those cars, no. you know, and, and people just don't even realize it. I work in the automotive industry, but until I really started looking at Tesla, I didn't realize that. I'm like, no fluid, no services at all for the lifetime of the car. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, where, where are we going? <laughs> but it's the evolution. And I saw somebody on social media a couple of weeks ago shared uh, a video that a gentleman did on the future of independent automotive repair shops, right? And what, what that looks like. And the way that he was operating his shop is almost, it was like a laboratory, right? Like it was very much, you know, tearing into electrical components, understanding how they work, being able to do the research and, and really such an advanced level of diagnostics that I don't think we've even seen yet. I mean, I, I think that's coming. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We won't have lube techs anymore. You know, I mean, it's just, 20 years from now, we probably won't even recognize what the industry is today. It's just changing so quickly, um, you know, but that's one of the opportunities that COVID gave us. We, we were still open. Our shops were still open. And, and a lot of the schools have pushed that to their kids. So if we take this opportunity now, it's, you know, right on the minds of the parents. Hey, my kid would have a secure job, they wouldn't have to worry about getting laid off. You know, they can make good money doing that. So point. yeah, it's just something we've really got to take advantage of when the opportunity arises. Cause I know shops that are closing down because they just can't get people to work. The labor force is just not there. The, the training is not there. It is. It is. I mean, to see these people that have worked so hard all their lives to build something and then just not be able to attract people to uh, to their jobs is uh, it, it uh, to me and you've been around the industry all your life uh, same here and like to see that is just I mean it is really really something where you're like oh man I just if there was some way uh, mm -hmm. to to keep them going it it's it's a big deal it's a uh, it, it's definitely something there so I I think. That brings us back full circle too, to why it's so important to get more women into the industry. And that's because there's so many opportunities. So I wanna talk about amazing women in automotive in general, right? So we talked about how you've got Malin involved and, and really what kind of where you're working towards. So let me start with this. What is like a, what is, what is it that Amazing Women in Automotive does? So really our main focus uh, is mentoring and recruiting women into the industry, um, supporting women, supporting other women, really. That's, that's our main focus. So whether it's women just coming into the industry or women who've been in the industry forever, you know, like you said, sometimes it's difficult to know where to reach out. 
And sometimes you're like, gosh, I'm having this problem. And then just finding out that there's other, the other people out there having the same problem. You're like, okay, we can figure this out, you know, cause there's just somebody to talk to. And a lot of times right. that's really all you need. And that's, what's so great about this group is it's so casual and you can actually reach out and make contact with people. There's other women's groups out there. I'm on some of them. Um, and it feels like you have to be more active and involved in it. Like nobody really reaches out to you. Like, I don't really know who's in charge of any of these things or who's in the group. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't, I don't know. I'll get it. I'll, I'll join it, but I don't know what I'm getting out of it. And so that's our goal with this group is that it's more involved. It, it drives you to get more involved. Like it's powerful because of the members that are there, not because of the yeah. people running it. Um, so our members bring in other members. Our members are helping recruit the schools where we can mentor these young people. So we're just trying to take a different approach than the other people that have done or tried to do this before. So is it just a matter of how, how does somebody get that support or even offer up that support? Is it just, sure. kind of, uh, is it putting an uh, inquiry in online or is it, uh, is it, you know, just kind of throwing your hand up and saying, Hey, I'll help. I'm interested. Yeah. So yeah. the easiest way for everybody to get in the group is there's a Facebook roundtable group. They can look up amazing women in automotive. It has, um, it's like a blue and flying green colored, logo with a little girl driving a car. Great Super logo, cute. by the way. Yes, great <laughs> logo. You. I love the logo. Yes, I believe Birdie designed that logo. Shout out Birdie. <laughs> Super <laughs> cute. So you'll recognize it. Uh, just click to join. It'll just ask if you're a woman in the automotive industry. You say yes. I let you in. And then you just start the conversation. Uh, every single Wednesday, um, unless it's a holiday or, or something's going on, we have a one hour meeting. Most of the time, it's pretty relaxed, kind of like this conversation here where we just touch base, see how everybody's doing, um, and then just take the topic from there. A lot of time, it's, it's not planned. Um, tomorrow, we're going to do a group about digital advertising, because much like this industry, there's some amazing things that you can do with your digital advertising, particularly for shops with really small budgets, um, which is a lot of the women you know that I have in the group. They're looking to grow. And so that kind of information's out there. All of this stuff is free. Malin doesn't charge for anything. You know, if, so if cool. you, yeah, it's, it's amazing. So nobody's making any money off of this stuff. If you want a coach or something like that, there's resources out there. We can direct you to them, but this is free. It's, it's like calling up some of your girlfriends. It's wonderful. That is so cool. And so what are, from what you've seen so far, what are some things that women have asked or like that are asking for support with? I would say most of the time, a lot of it obviously is hiring and maintaining staff. Uh, that's a big issue, which, you know, everybody knows. Um, but then also you get more detailed questions like flag hours versus hourly. What are the positives and negatives of that all shops are different some are you know depends on how you ran and what type of shop you are um, but if you're looking to change things more than likely there's a shop out there that's tried it so you can hear from them we also get a lot of conversations about um advertising uh i mean really just all kinds of things doing 1099 versus 
you know, W2 employees. We had a lot of that. Obviously PPP and stuff was really big um, right now here this past year. Yeah. I mean, but everything, there, there's no such thing as a stupid question because at some point we were all asking it, you know, <laughs> we, it, there was, there was some point when none of us knew. So, <laughs> you know, that's, that's just kind of what's nice about this is you can ask anything. I've even got people who had difficulty with a car in their shop. And so we helped them with that. I mean, literally anything, it can be technical. It could be something with the office. Um, I've even talked about somebody's looking for recruiting. I've said, Hey, call Wrenchway. They have this awesome program. You don't have to look through the, uh, any of the applicants or anything. They send you just the top notch stuff and you say yes or no, <laughs> you know? So I mean, yeah. literally anything. So have you noticed like a certain level of camaraderie or, uh, maybe just that engagement? I know if, if I'm in some type of group where I've got something similar in, mm -hmm. you know, interest with the other people in the group, it's motivating, right? Like there's more, like you talked about when your dad went to the class and came back and was so much more motivated. And I could totally see this as being another avenue to refresh yourself and be able to, like when you're talking about when you get everybody together every week and being mm -hmm. able to really just, I, it sounds weird to say support group, but it really is like just trying mm -hmm. to motivate each other and be able to make each other better. Um, and I, I just see so much value in that. Right. And uh, we have a young woman named Marianne. I say young, they're all young women to me. <laughs> <laughs> Full of knowledge, but always young. Uh, but yeah, she's been in the industry for a long time. And one of her things um, that she's very passionate about is work-life balance. So, I mean, these women can even come to the group and maybe they've got some personal issues that are going on that are challenging them in running their business. I mean, that happens. We know that we have days, it's hard to turn off what was at home this morning with the children and come to work and do what you need to do. And so she's really great with offering up that work-life balance uh, help. You know, I mean, there's just, there's so many different women and so much knowledge there that, that literally, I, I think one of the things I love most about this group and about Malin, allowing it to just evolve into whatever it's going to become, whatever the need is out there. That's what the group's for. So cool. I, I love this. I get so, so pumped up when you talk about this, just because it is, it's so sorely needed. And, and even like when you're talking about work-life balance, it's, I can't understand motherhood, right? Like if, if somebody is a mom or if they have other things going on that, like, I just can't relate to being able to hear that perspective and, you know, at some level, being able to educate the male, male audience as well, as far as like, what are some of those challenges and, and what are things that maybe uh, me as a man would be overlooking or, or not even thinking about and being able to talk through those things. So, you know, I think for me, I, we've got a lot of women on our staff, super talented, I adore them. They're just really, really good at what they do and talented. But there are times where I'm like, okay, maybe, I don't think I understand this in the right way. So then I'll talk to, uh, I'll talk to them directly and just say, hey, you know, I, I just want to make sure I'm on the same page here. And forgive me if I'm not understanding this correctly. 
and I'm not coming at it from like a management perspective, but more just like trying to understand. And so I don't make a mistake or make, you know, kind of screw up something in the way I say something or, you know, whatever it is. Um, so I, I'm sure there's some level of educating uh, men in the industry about how to interact with women and how to, how to treat them. And not that you're treating them differently, but make sure you're treating them with respect and make sure, you know, they've earned it. They, they, they're there for a reason. They're really, really good at what they do. Right. And, uh, Just being aware so, that their lifestyle's different. Yeah. Right. 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 That they're, yeah. they're going home to clean the house and do the, all this other stuff after that, they, you know, they get off their job where as a lot of men, and even in like my dad and I situation, my dad has my mom, she stays at home. She does the laundry. Well, that's all good, <laughs> but that's not my situation. Not everybody has that. Yeah. So staying till seven or eight o'clock at night to try to get a car done every night where he's able to do that. It's like, I no, <laughs> I'm not doing it. So I find a way to make sure everything's taken care of before that, you know, but it's just, yeah, there's just things every, and, and that's an individual thing too. There's a yeah. lot of young men who don't have wives at home and they need to do that. Luckily, if they're technicians, they have uniforms. So most of the time that's taken care of, right? <laughs> but if they work in the office, they may be doing their own laundry. But I mean, it's not just, it's not just a guy and girl thing. I certainly no. don't want to make it out as that at all. Um, because even some of the things that the women had brought up about the girls in the shop, myself as a shop owner hadn't really thought of when we were right. building the facility we've just built it in 2016 so it's not that old uh and we were thinking about oh well we could hire a female for a diagnostics technician if we could you know find one and you're starting to think about these things and i'm like we have one bathroom and it has a urinal in it and i'm really not even sure if the outside door locks i'm sure it probably does but <laughs> you know it's just stuff that you don't we should have put two bathrooms out there. I mean, she can come in and use ours, but I know as a woman, I don't want to go use. <laughs> no, that there. that's the, that's the <laughs> stuff that I think as we evolve as an industry, it just is, there's some stuff that we just don't know what we don't know. Right. And it's right. not, it's not like a crack at women technicians or uh, no. any women staff. It's more just like, I, I didn't know. And it's funny. Yeah. You, we did this when we when we built our building here um, in 2017, or 18, whatever it was, and we did the one bathroom thing, and we put it like right in the middle. It wasn't planned to be like the way that the floor layout was, but it's literally right in the middle of everything. And so it's like, oh my goodness, if I would have thought through that a little bit more, I probably right. made a completely different decision on the layout, and it just. <laughs> I, I, I think you live and you learn, but that's right? the stuff where as, <laughs> as you're, as you know, that round table was so helpful for me. And I think that's a lot of what you guys are doing too, right? Where you're, you're really getting that community together to help mm -hmm. understand what is it that we need to do to be able to better adapt to having a female technician in our shop. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm, I'm not a technician. So I want that information um, from the female technicians who've gone through the schools, who are out in the shops. What is it that challenges you? So we can try to adjust, address that because we've got your back and we want to make it work. Um, but if you don't tell us or they don't have a platform to speak on like this group, then it doesn't get resolved and they end up leaving the industry to do something else. And so that retention piece, you know, if, if they're interested and they're there, now we've got to retain them. 
We've got to make sure that they're happy, um, you know, that they're enjoying your job because nobody wants to get up and hate going to work. You know, you want them to love it like they did when they first got into it and you want it to be like that forever. So that's your job as the owners to make sure that that happens. And so, yeah, I mean, that's that's another big challenge that the industry doesn't address real well either. Well, talk about a competitive advantage for a shop that fully embraces this, right? If, mm-hmm. if you fully embrace this and you make your facilities adequate, and obviously not everybody has the funds to be able to do that. I, I get it. Right. I, I think it's not only just like adding a new bathroom or adding a locker room. It's, it's like even the fact that you're willing to sit down and listen to them and understand what their challenges are so that you mm-hmm. can, you know, as you're working and building the business, be able to make it more uh, accommodating for a female to be in a shop setting, right? And I think uh, that goes for any technician to listen to them and understand what their their needs are, Uh, but especially with women, like to sit down and just listen and understand what it is that we can do to make their lives easier. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, you know, I think there's a lot of shops looking for competitive advantages and trying to find people right now. What a better way to do that than, than that. Right. To, to offer that because I'm sure that they're, you know, looking for it. And that's the one spot I haven't filled on my advisory board. So if there's any awesome female technicians that would like that spot, I'd really love your feedback. You know, oh, we need awesome. you. So <laughs> yeah, please, for the good of female technicians everywhere, make sure you get connected with Tiffany. We'll make sure we have Tiffany's contact information on the, uh, on the podcast notes itself, but that's, uh, I, I think, such a cool calling and something that you should be really, really proud of. I mean, that is, uh, that is a really, really cool thing. Thank you. Yes, we're, we're really, really excited about it. I think you can probably hear it in my voice that I just get so excited <laughs> when talking I, about I, it. There's just so many yeah. opportunities. Yeah. I, and that's where I, you know, I said at the top of the podcast where those that get to listen to you, I think that you're one of those people that gets people excited and really gets them, um, I don't know, just really, it's that that motivation factor, right? Like just having conversations with you, you're able to share your passion and show what your, you know, what what opportunities are out there for young women. Um, to, to, I think there's a ton of power in community and bringing people together. Uh, you're you're awesome at that. You're really, really good at that. And you're, you're doing an amazing job with amazing women and automotive. Well, thank you very much. And I appreciate you guys supporting us and reaching out to us when you found out about it and having us on today. Yeah, we'll have you on again. We want to, we want to make this uh, a somewhat regular thing so we can check in on the progress, see how things are going uh, and really try to bring more awareness to what you're doing out there. And, and, if there's anything we can do to, to help support that, we're all ears. We, we love what you're doing. And uh, I, I've got to meet Malin someday because I, I'm, I just applaud what, what they've done out there. Um, I think this is, this is really cool. This is really, really good stuff. Thank you. Yeah, we'd love to do that. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on Beyond the Wrench. We appreciate it. And uh, Tiffany, if, if people want to reach out and get connected with you, I know we said we we're going to put them in the show notes, but uh, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, send me an email. It's just Tiffany, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y at Lifetime Transmissions with an S dot com. Or you can join our Amazing Women in Automotive Facebook group and send me a message through there. 
And please do. And anybody yes. that can uh, get get those uh, smart, amazing women out there. Uh, so thank you so much, Tiffany. It's great to catch up again and uh, look forward to the next time we get to talk. Thank you, Jay. Thank you.